is uh, the power within you is far beyond any virus or economic problem that ever existed. And um, uh, I got that actually, as I was watching Wednesday night in our house fellowship, I shared the, uh, just the brief part of that clip of Dr. Bruce Lipton. And what he says in the beginning, guys, is uh, actually making way more sense to me than most of the things I'm hearing on on Christian television, to be honest with you, is, is uh, I call them cute services. And this isn't the time to be cute, guys. This is a time to tell people who they are and uh, what's in them. And so, uh, hold on. we got to tell our kids to go downstairs or be quiet. <clears throat> so... Sorry, I don't know if your guys, your kids don't ever listen, not listen to you, but that just happened here. <laughs> so, so I had to mute it. And, but uh, I want to show you something. You know, it's really interesting is what 1 John 4, and we'll actually go to, uh, I'll show you the verses here in a second. But, you know, 1 John 4, where it says, he's talking about um, greater than, in, most of you guys have heard it like this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But if you don't know what they're talking about, you got to look at the couple verses ahead of that. And what they were talking about is the Christ. And it says the Christ or the anointed one, the Messiah, is literally in you. And so most, a lot of people are still waiting for him to come. They're waiting for him to come back. And the mystery was it was in you the whole time. And uh, so it says greater is he that is in you than he in the world. And what they were talking about is the Antichrist is not anti-God, which I hear from most Christians. The Antichrist was denying that the anointing is in human beings. That was the Antichrist. And so they're denying the power that's in men and women and placing it somewhere else, which is outside, a distant God. And so that's what that whole thing is. And so what he's trying to say is what's in you is way more powerful than anything in the world, because the world says, hey, you're, be careful. You're going to be infected by this virus, the economic downturn. Oh, my gosh. And what he's trying to say is he's in you. The, the same marvelous, magnificent creator that created everything is in you. And he's, it's the father's great pleasure to give you that same creative power. So I want to show you something here um, by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Some of you guys actually sent me this and I showed this Wednesday night at the house fellowship. Um, so let me do a share screen and some of you guys just listen to this. If you, so this is the first part of, he's a, uh, Cell biologist, guys, a, a pioneer in epigenetics. And epi, epi means above, above genetics, meaning that, uh, and science has proven over and over and over again, you can have malfunctioning genes, literally gene defects, but you live above it. That's what epigenetics means, meaning that when you think on the right things, we're so fearfully and wonderfully designed that it, sh it deregulates or shuts down those negative genes and operates new genes. So you literally create antibodies and, you know, all the different things that we're talking about. But look, listen to this first couple of minutes here. I think this is so powerful. Consider this, that we were born into heaven, that we came here to create. That's what we're doing. We're creating. When we're creating it right, heaven on earth is here. When we're creating it wrong, struggle is here. And all of a sudden I say, oh, my God, don't wait till you die that you're going to go to heaven. You're, this is it. This is where you came to create. What do you want to create? Love? Coronavirus? You can create any damn thing you want. This is creation place. But if you don't know that your creations are being controlled, then we become a victim of a world out of control. 
And yet we were the creators. We gave in to other people's beliefs. And then we now are creating not with our wishes and desires. We're creating with the program. Where's the program taking us right now? And the answer is fear, shutdown, breakdown of the system. I go, we can learn or not. That's it. And this is a learning moment. Take your power back. You are beyond, uh, power-wise, beyond any virus that ever existed. Oops, let me turn that on. It's changing. How's that, though? Isn't that powerful? Let me turn my video on. <laughs> That's a scientist, that which is really amazing. So I got to turn my video back on. So <clears throat> if I can, why can't I get to myself? All right, there I am. So I, I just think that's powerful, guys. That uh, And what I love about it, these scientists are doing it over and over and over again. And so I'm going to read what I wrote today just in the email and the Facebook because I think this is a great synopsis. Then I'm going to go a little bit more into um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf's Switch on Your Brain. And then we'll just teach you how to pray so you can live above all this. And so anyway, what I wrote there is uh, – 1 John 4, 4, what I told you, Christ, the anointed one in us is far greater than any other, any other idea in the world is what they're really talking about there. And so um, Christ literally is the anointed one. It's the Messiah, the anointing and union of God within. And scripture calls this the mystery or the secret of God, secret of the kingdom of God, where everybody was looking for this distant gods and all religion, including most Christianity, still separates God from man. And, uh, that was the great revelation. This mystery that's been hidden for ages is the anointing of God is in you. And uh, that's also what Jesus calls the secret of the kingdom of God, which literally, as we've talked about, that kingdom is the word basilia, which means his royal rule and reign. And he says, hey, don't be worried about anything, little flock, little children. It's the father's great pleasure to give you the reign of his kingdom. He's given you himself and everything he has, which is really interesting. And so then I just wrote, if we continue down to 1 John 4, 17 and 18, it says, uh, let me just show you that in scripture, actually. That's probably the best way to do it is, uh, <clears throat> let me go down to, let's see. All right. So I'm going to share screen again there, just so you can see it. So I'm not just reading it to you. So. All right, so I'll go back up to 1 John 4 just so you guys see it. So ye are of God, and that of God literally means birth from him, guys. You're out of him, little children. And so he's saying that you're children of God, and I've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And uh, what they're saying is the people of the world are denying that the anointed ones in the flesh, in you and I. So it says they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and that literally is of the genesis of God. And he knows that God hears us. <clears throat> and uh, um, people saying they can't hear? Oh, okay. That's why I got to turn off all the stimulus. So everybody's texting me and everything else. So <clears throat> we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Meaning that anything that says God is outside of you is the Antichrist or the spirit of error. Now you see that a lot don't you? <laughs> In most churches, actually, unfortunately. And so if we go down to 
uh, verse 17 and 18, it says, here's our love made perfect. And that, that word perfect is teleos, complete or mature. Like Jesus is the teleos is what it says. It's, it's the end goal. It's the end, end result that we're looking for. It says, herein is our love made complete, perfect. We may have boldness. Now, King James says in the day of judgment. But if we look at that in Greek, I'm not going to do it just for time here. It's the Greek word crisis. Now, what does the word crisis sound to you? Sounds like a crisis, right? But we, we, the, in the, when they translated it into Latin, they wanted to scare us. They put judgment, which everybody thinks is, was really bad. But here's the judgment is we're going to meet him who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can't think of anybody better to meet when there's a crisis or a judgment, to be honest with you. But to most people, I've scared people with it. So it says there's no, here is our love made perfect, perfect or complete, that you may have boldness in the day of crisis. So there's a lot of crisis going around right now. Isn't there people? Well, not to us. It's, it's uh, okay. We were just kind of joking. We're going to great distances to socialize, guys. So that's our social distancing. <laughs> we're going out of our way to socialize, honestly. We're going to New Mexico tomorrow just to like, we got to do something. So uh, um, now here's what's really interesting is, uh, <clears throat> and here's why. Because as he is, so are we in this creation is what it says. So as he is, so how's Jesus today? Can you imagine him going into quarantine? I just, I can't, I'm not trying to belittle anything. I just, we were at the post office today and this young guy, younger than me, um, was like putting on a hazmat suit. He's like on rubber gloves and his mask. And before he walked into the post office, I just cruised right by him and opened the door for him. Cause like, it's silly to me. Now, let me just, let me just clarify this real quick. Cause I've, I've gotten some pushback going, you need to be more, uh, what's the word? Um, considerate, um, for other people. Let me tell you something, guys in the, the early church, here's what I want. And this is what's really fascinating. If you go watch heart math or any of the global peace initiatives, et cetera, they go the square root of 1% of the people affects that many, meaning that a hundred people that think this way literally affect a million people. So if a hundred of us think like this, we're not affecting anybody. In fact, we're probably healing a million people to be honest with you, because everywhere we go, the virus doesn't live. That's what people need to understand. Their shadows healed people, not because they were praying in tongues or going, get up and be saved or anything like that. They literally know who they were and the spirit's just emanating out of them, transforming other people that they're near. Isn't that cool? So I get it. I don't argue with them because they're not understand the word I'm saying, but I'm going, no, you, you've, you've missed it. Your fear in the work, it works the same way. If there's a hundred people in fear, you actually go put a million people in jeopardy and they've shown scientifically those are real numbers so i would just say i'm trying to get think about how many people are in your state what, what do we have like six million in colorado or something like that so that means we only need a few hundred people to literally think correctly to eradicate this nonsense here isn't that, that awesome versus going hey let's be in fear and put on a hazmat suit before we go to the post office that's just goofiness to me and so if you don't if you don't agree with that that's fine i'm just telling you it's so it's a, such a foreign thing to do and so anyway, verse 18, there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear because fear has torment. He that has any kind of fear is still not complete in love. Isn't that amazing? So that's what I wanted to share with you guys is the anointing within you is far greater than any other crisis, anything other thing. It's the Father's good pleasure to give it to you. So let me just get out of that uh, um, scripture. So let me just continue here. So 
We continue in 1 John 4, 17 and 18, which I just shared with you, that we're told that in any crisis, it's translated as judgment, even though from Greek, it's very clear it's the word crisis. We don't need to fear because as perfect as he is, we are just as perfect or complete in this world is what it says. Just as Jesus could live above any situation, you and I, since we're a joint heir of Jesus Christ, have been given this amazingly absolute ability to live above any other situation. And then I just wrote kind of what I was sharing. Can you imagine Jesus being fearful of a virus and going into hiding? I just can't. And so we're told that the kingdom's within and that there's nothing outside of a man that affects us. But what affects man? What's in the heart is what affects you, right? So I'm not worried about anything outside of me. I'm not worried about a bacteria, a virus, or what I put in my body, none of that stuff. And so <clears throat> it's what we believe within that affects us is what scripture says. And so in the old covenant, we see this idea of quarantine. But what scripture says, the old covenant, we couldn't see very clearly. We, had a, we were seeing in bits and pieces what Hebrews talks about. We had an idea. We kind of could catch the message, but it was still, we, we turned it into death. And it says we saw it with a veil because we couldn't see clearly. And so in the old covenant, when there were lepers, <clears throat> it's kind of like what we're doing today. Is that If somebody had leprosy, we quarantined. Actually, it's worse because if we quarantined the people that had it. We didn't quarantine the rest of us, right? <laughs> everybody else could go about business as normal. <clears throat> now we're quarantining everybody. So that's when they couldn't see clearly. They couldn't see who they are clearly. And so it says they saw it in bits and pieces in the shadow, but they couldn't see clearly. But now, is what Hebrews says, now we see clearly because Jesus spoke to us himself, meaning that he showed us what redeemed sonship looks like. And so I just wrote, uh, <clears throat> lepers were quarantined and you weren't allowed to go near them. This is living backwards from original design of seamless union with God. And the new covenant that says the veil is removed, we can see who we clearly are in him. Jesus came, and think about this, guys, instead of quarantining, if there was somebody else that had leprosy, what did Jesus do? He went and touched the leper. He went and touched the leper. And what's inside the man healed the outside. That's divinity. That's sonship. That's how it's supposed to work, guys. And so do we see this today? Yeah. You know, we, our first experience is when we heard Bishop. <clears throat> and I remember him. He was, he was ministering at a church here. And, and uh, he gets up and he says, um, just plain as day, he goes, I cannot be sick. And he says, I'm not as blind as the rest of you. And he was talking to all of us. He says, I saw that I can't be sick, so I'm not. I'm like, hallelujah. That's so easy, isn't it? And so he lives that way. Yeah. He really does. He lives that way. That's a fascinating thing. So that's where we went to Bible school. Not that He's got a lot wrong, guys, but he gets that part. He gets who he is, and so he just thinks he has to work for it and earn it yet, which is kind of sad. But anyway, um, so <clears throat> it says, uh, we can see clearly who we are in him, what life is supposed to look like as a son. It's supposed to live from the inside out. And so Jesus came and went straight to the lepers and touched them. And what was in him healed the external. You have the same spirit is what it says. We see, and that's what it says. You have the same spirit that will raise this mortal flesh into life. And it's not only right now, but when this, when this earth suit falls to the ground, it says you're going you're gonna to live. So we see examples of men who understood their identity. And I just, I did a couple, most of you guys are familiar with. D.L. Moody, who started Moody Bible Institute. It's kind of sad that it's not even close to this anymore, but. When there was the cholera outbreak, he went and prayed and ministered to thousands of people that had cholera, yet never caught cholera. And even more, a lot more of you guys are probably familiar with John G. Lake with the Black Plague in South Africa, where at that time they said, if you even touch, if the, if the plague even touches you, you'll surely die. And so then the doctors were noticing that, hey, you know what? 
um, he and his assistants just go and they, they, they serve these people that have black plague. They touch them. They're not wearing hazmat suits. They're, they're, they're just touching them and nothing's happening to them. And so they went and asked him, they said, what's your secret? <clears throat> and this is how he responded, quote, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death says what you do outside is going to kill you. You're set free from that. It says, I want, there's a new creation. You're going to live from the inside out. And so he says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from that old law of sin and death. I believe that just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God, so that his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, yet no germ will ever attach itself to me, for the spirit of God in me will kill it. Isn't that powerful? So that's where I'm not going to argue with people going, you need to be more considerate, because the old people, I'm like, the, old, the best thing an old person could ever do is be around me. Honestly, because if they're around me, they're not going to get it. Isn't that interesting? Now, they don't understand that, so I'm not going to argue with them, but um, I'm trying to convince you who you are, how free you can be from all this nonsense. And so I just wrote that. I, I'm trying to convince you of how beautifully and wonderfully designed you are. You have power within you beyond your wildest dreams. And so uh, let me just share some of these uh, uh, from Dr. Carolyn Leaf. You know, I, I use her because she's Christian and she put some scriptures in there so you guys don't yell. So uh, it's uh, switch on your brain. You can look at all of her stuff, but you know, she's a pathologist, audiologist, and has done a lot of work in cognitive neuroscience, basically meaning that what you think becomes real, what you thoughts become things, and, and uh, your thoughts affect you in every way. And so I just, I took some quotes in there. You don't have to go read the whole book if you don't want, but so this is a Christian neuroscience where it's, it's really fascinating. So she writes this. She said, what would you do if you found a switch that could turn on your brain and enable you to be happier, healthier, in mind and body, more prosperous and more intelligent. Isn't that what we're all looking for? All those things. It's, it's really pretty interesting. Happier, healthier, uh, physically, you're, you're whole in your mind and body. You're more prosperous and more intelligent. Um, as Gene would say, engineers don't need any more intelligence. They got enough. So uh, uh, what you think in your mind. So here's what, he's, here's what she's saying. What you think in your mind changes your brain and body. You're designed with that literal power switch in your brain. Your mind is that switch. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that what Jesus said, even from the Genesis 3 narrative, where he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preserve the way back into the Garden of Eden, which is delight, wholeness, daintiness, every, all the pleasures of life. And it says between the cherubim, between the two cerebrums, that's where you're going to be. And so she says, here's this switch. It's your mind. Science is finally catching up with the Bible, showing us proof that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1. Breakthrough neuroscientific research is confirming daily what we instinctively knew all along. What you're thinking every moment of every day becomes a physical reality. Isn't that interesting? So this is neuroscience, guys. So, and she says, uh, thoughts collectively form your attitude, which is your state of mind. And it's your attitude, not your DNA, that determines the quality of life. The state of mind is real, basically what you think on the most. Physical, electromagnetic, quantum, and chemical flow in the brain that switches groups of genes on or off positive or negative, based on your choices and subsequent reactions. Scientifically, this is called epigenetics or above genetics is what it means. Spiritually, this is the enactment of Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. We get to choose what we think. That's a really an interesting thing. And then uh, just says, if you realized how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought again. I'm just going to share a couple more quotes here from the books. I think this is so powerful. And it says, uh, Rest, rest in the assurance that what God has empowered you to do with your mind 
is more powerful and effective. Now, this is a doctor, guys. So it's more powerful and effective than any medication, any threat, any sickness, any neurological challenge. The scripture is clear on this. You do not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, she says again. Now, this is, I think this next sentence is, is critical. We are not bound by the physical. We control the physical. Mind over matter. You know, it's, it's uh, I, I know I was taught that in sports all the time in high school. But then I got in church and I go, no, no, that's not true. So really fascinating thing. So um, my coaches would have ripped me if I would have said, no, no, that's not true. The Bible clearly says that. They were thinking, we don't really care about that. So we want to win. And so <clears throat> toxic thinking wears down the brain. Wears down the brain. I just wrote dis-ease. We're not at ease. And so the Institute of Heart Math, an internationally recognized nonprofit research organization, helps people reduce stress, discuss an experiment titled Local and Non-Local Effects of Coherent Heart Frequencies on Conformational Changes of DNA. Basically, I'll, I'll summarize that. What you think and feel affects everything. That's <laughs> a, a long title for that. This study showed that thinking and feeling, anger, frustration, fear, caused DNA to change shape according to their thoughts and feelings. The DNA responded by tightening up, becoming shorter, switching off many DNA codes, which reduce quality of expression. So we, so we feel shut down by negative emotions and our body feels this too. Here's the great part though. The negative shutdown or poor quality of the DNA was reversed by feelings of love, joy, appreciation, and gratitude. You guys heard me talk about it. I just thought this is a great reminder right now. The researchers also found that HIV positive patients, <clears throat> I think most people would probably be more nervous about HIV than they would Corona. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, researchers found that HIV positive patients who had positive thoughts and feelings had 300,000 times more resistance to disease than those without positive thoughts and feelings. Now think about 300,000 times, guys. If you ever needed an exponential scale of immunity, it's right there. That means the people who had thoughts of love, of joy, that I'm not going to die, didn't die. That's that it really is. They weren't even affected by it. You know, a great, the great thing I think of is like uh, um, uh, Magic Johnson, the Lakers, right? You, you see this guy, he's pretty happy. He's pretty joyful most of the time. He, he was diagnosed. Yeah, you've got it. Hasn't had a symptom, right? It's an interesting thing. Why? Because he's 300,000 times more resistant. Your body naturally will do it, guys. And so sometimes here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to turn off Fox News and stop talking to your parents. You're just going to have to. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, there's some people here going, that's the truth. And then some of you guys have good parents, but you know what I mean? Is a lot of times they're sitting on the tube and just feeding all this negative stuff, guys. And so just a couple more things here. So quantum physics aligning with scripture. I, this is the, I just love this kind of stuff. Quantum physics is just the smallest particles of energy. And Einstein had it. Energy equals mass, mass equals energy. So you can do physical things is what Dispenza calls mass trying to do mass. So that would be the physical things would be do this more, read your Bible more, pray more, um, do anything more in order to get a result. That's mass trying to produce mass. It really is. It's if you don't start from completion, meaning I have everything I need to be perfect, healthy, prosperous, everything. It's going to be mass trying to do mass. You're going to try to do more, get it more, read more, study more. Um, and like I said, that's kind of like the, the dog chasing its tail, to be honest with you. you. You're never going to get there because there is where you've always been and you're still trying to chase it. And so really all that means is what you think literally becomes. And that's quantum physics in a nutshell. That's the, that's the whole spirit, actually. So 
Quantum theory converts science's conception of humans from being mere cogs in a gigantic mechanical machine. And I think a lot of people have that view of God as God's, they want it both ways. I was sharing Wednesday night on the fellowship. They want God to be sovereign, but they also want him to uh, uh, do everything for us, right? So his sovereignty is this. Is he sovereign? Yes, his sovereignty, here's what he says. I've given you dominion and I can't take it back. I've given it to my kids. Right. He goes, now you're one with me. Whatever you do in here is what's going to what you're going to happen. But then we also want it to be like, God's got this and living in total fear. That's not how it works. He goes, I've given you that ability to choose life or death. So is he sovereign? Yes. His sovereignty is so beautiful, so wild what he's done. He goes, I've given my dominion over to my kids. You share life with me. Now, what you do with it is up to you. <clears throat> so. So here's a quantum theory convert. So. Yeah, free thinking, it changes us from these mere cogs being free thinking agents whose conscious choices affect the physical world. This is called the observer effect. The observer, you and I, what we focus on, what we picture, determines the direction in which the possibilities may collapse. And so um, I think it was you, Christy, the other day, you said, you know, these, I, you hear some people that are kind of new age, you talk about, um, uh, what's the term? Um, oh, shoot. Multiple realities. Like, yeah, of course. It says all things are possible to him who believes. So everything's available at all times is, is you get to choose what it, what you want. That's what's so amazing about it. So I don't know if I would use those terms like alternate realities or I forget what it, it's, on. it's not, not the right term. Parallel realities. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I go, of course it's, it's, you get to choose whatever you want. And that's where I have some issues with prophets and stuff. If they're prophesying negative, what they should be doing, if they see something negative is they themselves, because they have control over that spirit to go, wait a minute. I see that's the trajectory on. I'm not going to scare people and going, that's the trajectory you're on. What I'm going to do is change it because I have the ability to change what I just saw. And so <clears throat> the observer determines the direction in which any possibility may collapse. In the quantum universe, as we, the observers, affect phenomena, we affect space, we affect time, we turn possibilities into realities. Mind changes matter. So as you choose, you collapse the probability into an actuality. And it says there's all kinds of crisis, all kinds of negative that comes at you all the time. It'll come a thousand different ways. But you always need to remember that the probability has no power. It only becomes powerful when you believe the lie and collapse the probability and actuality. That is how evil is birthed. that interesting? I think that's all I wanted to share with you guys on that. So that makes sense to you guys. I hope I hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> I just wrote this and then we'll talk about this. It's time to wake up to who you truly are. Your joint heirs of Jesus Christ in seamless union with him. The anointing within you was given to you so that you can rise above any crisis. That's what he's saying. He's like, hey, you know what? There's going to be tribulation challenges in this world, but be of good cheer. I've given you the keys to the kingdom and I've given you my royal and reign. You can live above it, which is really an amazing thing. So you have power far beyond any virus, any economic shutdowns. It's so much easier than you think. And I just wrote this. It doesn't take years of study. It doesn't take years of spirituality. It doesn't take... Uh, um, you don't have to know one Bible verse to understand this actually guys. <clears throat> and so, uh, it doesn't take, you know, I just want to make this so simple because faith, I remember Barb and I, when we were kind of going through the whole word of faith, charismatic stage, we the faith thing never, you got to have faith. And then, I, then we would talk to them backstage and they go, we don't have any. And so I'm like, well, that's really assuring because <laughs> like, you've been doing this for 30, 40 years. And you're telling me I got to have what you have. You have no confidence in this thing. And so, but I would say that Bishop Uyadipo was the one guy I got around that had confidence yeah. where he did. 
No, his people didn't because he scared them to death. But um, <laughs> but he had confidence. He, he really <laughs> and he did some wild things because all possibilities were there's so many wild testimonies that made us believe stuff. So we've done some crazy things, too, because all things are possible. And so I just wrote, it's no more difficult than this. The observer effect and spirituality says this. What you picture in your mind becomes real. It, what, when you just picture the desired outcome you want, that is literally the power of God going into action, bringing it to pass. You don't have to know how. That's, 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 that's the one mystery that it says you're not going to figure that out because it's like a seed planted in soil. You don't have to know how. I'm just telling you that's how simple it is. So don't make faith any harder than there's a crisis going on. I see things that I don't want to happen in my life. So I'm going to take my eyes off the physical senses. I'm not going to pay attention to, oh, my God, the economic this, the, the virus this. I'm not going to do any of that because I'm above that. He's given me the royal reign over this earth is what he says. And so he says, just simply picture what you want for yourself or for a family member or somebody else. Realizing that is literally the creative power of God going into work. And he'll bring it to pass without any struggle, any strain. Now, if you start worrying and start fretting, just go back to that picture. Just go, wait a minute. I have the royal rule and reign. I don't have to struggle at this. I don't have to do this. I don't have to spend hours a day. I don't have to read more, study more, do anything more. Once you can get that faith is no harder than what I picture in my mind releases the creative power of God and it starts to fashion your life into that. Now, is that about as simple as you can get? That is about as simple as you can get to me. So let me just share a couple of verses with you and then we'll pray. So hopefully you guys are doing okay. <clears throat> um, I was thinking about this today. A lot, of the, a lot of the faith verses and salvation verses. And so Romans 10, 17, you guys are all probably familiar with it, is uh, faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of ah but it doesn't say god see everybody here says god because that's how you learned it other uh, king james says god so guess what so here's what i was taught so you must hear the bible day after day after day well this was written before the bible was canonized so i don't think i don't think paul was going hey there's going to be this book written later that you need to hear that more and more and more but you guys are you're kind of out of luck for the first 400 years because it's not going to be there. Isn't that interesting? He, the word of God, which we said is the Bible. So what does it say? Let's go read it in. Uh, uh, I'll show you in, in King James first. Let me share a screen here. Then we'll, then we'll show you in. Um, we'll go to the, the Greek, what it actually says. All right. So. <clears throat> uh, all right. Romans 10, 17, right here. So then. Faith, which is persuasion of your heart, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, this was written hundreds of years before the Bible was canonized, so I don't think Paul was talking about a literal Bible, was he? Couldn't have been. My wife got it. So, so uh, we're one, so good job, sweetie. <laughs> now let's look at the inner linear and see what it actually says. You, can't, you guys can cut. What am I talking about? Something that's greater than you than it's in the world. So what do you think it says? So faith comes through hearing and hearing about the message of Christ. Christos. Now, what's the message of Christos? The message of Christos is this mystery, but it's now revealed to you. It's in you. The literally anointing of God is in you. Now, faith will not come unless you hear that message. And the message is, and if you go, Francois does a really great job in the mirror translation here. Basically, he's saying, how will I? And it says, they who call upon the Lord will be saved. And that word call on, which we go, 
So we, we see people on their knees calling out to God, right? And it literally says, those who understand that they're surnamed, that you're a son of God. It's not you begging God, guys. It's when you realize I'm surnamed, kaleo is in Greek. I'm, my origin is God. And faith comes from hearing that I'm one with him, his anointings in me. Now, isn't that interesting? Now let's go to the, the famous uh, um, Romans 1.16, where here's Paul. He says, I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christ. Christ, right? Oh, let me get out of here a minute. I'll get, get out of any linear, then I'll show you. Uh, oh, what do I want? I'll just do King James, and that's how I learned it. So Romans 1.16, guys. So Romans 1. So here's Paul, right? <clears throat> For I'm not ashamed of the good news, gospel is literally too good to be true news, of, it's the same word, Christos. So what's the message of Christos and the power of Christos? The good news of Christos is this mystery that's been hidden for ages. He's in you. He's given you his authority, his power, his royal reign and rule. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christos. And then he, then he clarifies. For it is the power of God unto soteria, which is sozo, to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For herein is the righteousness that comes from God revealed from faith, which gives you faith, as is written. We're going to live by this faith that comes from hearing that Christ is in us and we have dominion over everything outside of us. Does that make sense to you guys? If we get it, so it doesn't come from, guys, I, I see people hearing the word of God. They've got Christian television on 10 hours a day, and they're, they're an absolute mess because it's not the word of God it's not what they're doing is the message faith comes through hearing and hearing that I'm anointed and he's given me the keys of the kingdom. And I am a son. When I get that message of the anointing within me, now persuasion rises up. You mean I've got something to say about this? Yeah. In fact, here's how easy it is. Picture the life you want and it'll become. How cool is that? Well, that sounds like a work. Compared to what you're doing right now, <laughs> it's much easier, I promise. It's much easier. So let's look at that word soterio, though, salvation, because I, I think we've reduced it to if we say some words, we're going to get to heaven someday. At least that's how I was taught. And so Romans 116, I'm not ashamed of the good news of the Christos. And the, the good news of the Christos is you're one and in seamless union with him and the power of God's in you. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. So how is this going to, well, let's look at that word salvation. So I'm going to go interlinear Romans 1 16. Cause I want to show you this. This is pretty cool. Cause I think this fits exactly what we're talking about. Not the same to the gospel, the good news, <clears throat> the power of God is unto everyone to soterion, this word salvation right here to everyone. So let's look up this word soterion It's 4991 in strongs. Just the basic definition is deliverance, salvation. Most people think, Oh, I'm going to get to heaven someday. But here's the usage of it. The good news of the anointing in you does this to you. It rescues you and gives you welfare, prosperity, deliverance, preservation, salvation, safety. Isn't that fascinating? I'm not ashamed of this good news of the anointing in you because when you get it, that you share the same anointing as the Father, the creator of the universe, the one that created light years of galaxies, he goes, that's in you. And when you get that, that you have a say in this whole thing, you're going to be prospered. You're going to be delivered. You're going to preserve. You're going to feel safe. Is that simple? Yeah. Is that simple? So let me just stop this here and we'll, we'll finish this thing. So how does it work, guys? I've shared this over and over and over, but uh, 
hey, listen, if, you, if you're afraid of, uh, uh, what's really cool about this is not only can you do it for yourself, you can do it for family members, you can do it for loved ones, you can do it for friends. It's once you really get at the same creative power that the anointed one, Jesus himself had, the New Testament apostles understood it, where they, they, were, they weren't worried about the virus, guys. They were walking through the street, healing the virus, literally, not yelling, not screaming, not doing anything, just they understood what was within them. And they understood that greater is the anointed one in me than anything in any other idea out here. And so um, nothing outside of you can affect you. It's only what you believe in here that can affect you. So no germ, no virus, like we showed you, you'd be 300,000 times immune to this thing where it doesn't even, it's not even a deal. And so here's how simple it is. Don't make faith any harder. Don't, don't make it any more difficult. Don't make prayer. Don't make any of these things any more difficult than Quantum physics says this, what you look at, what you focus on within is going to become with no more effort to you. It's literally the power of God bringing it to pass. Once you get that, that it's not you trying to struggle. It's not time you to build up your faith. It's not trying to um, pray directly. It's not trying to, uh, I see a lot of things I've been teaching now, like people like, I can't feel it. And they're trying to feel you're, you're, (laughs) you're just focus on what you desire is already real. And if you do it long enough, it'll bubble up in you effortlessly. You'll start to feel it. Trust me. It'll start to become real to you. You won't have to worry about whether you felt it or not. So how does it work? And so let's say, uh, let's say you want a better paying job. doesn't make sense to a lot of people in the middle of, um, in the middle of, uh, you know, people are being furloughed. People are getting laid off. They're, they're waiting for their stimulus check, all these different things. You can decide right now that the anointing within you is greater than any of that. And just picture what you want. And so I'll, I'll share that. I shared this a couple nights ago. I don't think I ever shared it in one of our real services that was recorded, though. But here's a friend of mine. They asked not to use their name because um, anyway, so he actually did this for his wife, which is really fascinating. So his wife had gotten two, two uh, job promotions in a, in a very large company, but they didn't increase her pay. And so. He, he said she was making 50,000 a year and she received two increase, two, two promotions, but no increase in pay. And so he didn't even tell his wife that he was doing this. So I just wrote, so without her knowing, he just started to see her. He said, you know what? I'm going to see my wife making a hundred thousand dollars a year in, in the industry. She's in there's some bonuses attached and with bonuses, she's going to be making $150,000 for the same work. Now that's pretty cool in an economic downturn, isn't it? So he goes, I did, I didn't even tell her. So sure enough, she applies for this job and uh, going, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're still going to hire because of this, you know, the job board went up before, before this Corona deal. And so sure enough, he, he gives me a shout and he goes, um, she applied for the job during the time of this whole coronavirus thing. She, so his, she was making 50,000. He says, I'm going to start seeing my, my wife just thankful as if it's already done for her making a hundred thousand dollars. So her base salary is $108,000 and with bonuses, $151,000. Now, is that cool or is that cool? No effort, no strain within. Just start to see what you see. You'll automatically start to believe. And it's the power of God going into action, doing it. The people, places, things. If there was, if that job didn't even exist, it would appear. Just because somebody was thinking on that and it has to come to pass. Is that cool? Is that cool? So let's say, uh, say somebody's struggling with health, whatever. We're not praying for them to be healed. We're not trying to be healed. We're not. The power is within. The anointing is within. So 
you just see yourself or that family member or loved one completely whole as if it's already done. And one of the simple things that a lot of people are doing is they're just seeing them um, sending the testimony to us. That's what's happening to a lot of people. Here. You know what? I see, I see, uh, I see you reading my testimony where I had this illness, I had this sickness, whatever. And I see you getting my email and sharing it on the screen and you just being totally elated about it. What you picture in your mind, that exact thing will happen, guys. No more effort than that. Now, is that, that's, that is not a work. That is pretty easy, isn't it? So if you, wanna, if you want a healing of anything, you know, Joe Dispenza is a great example. He had six vertebrae crushed, laying on his, laying on his stomach, and uh, four major hospitals said, you know what? You need to put in this, this rod in, in, into all your vertebrae. And he had enough sense to go, you know what? He uses different language, but it's, it's, it's the kingdom. He goes, there's something out there that loves me enough to keep me alive. He created me. He probably knows how to heal me and fix my vertebrae as well. So all he did, guys, is he pictured his vertebrae completely whole, and it came to pass. No surgery, no nothing. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? And we've seen people in wheelchairs. We've seen stage four cancers. We've seen um, my wife didn't have labor her last two kids, which was pretty cool. Great for me, too, and better for you. Because <laughs> then I could be watching the... Tiger Woods win the, win the U.S. Open, not doing my job and still be okay. So uh, I'll always remember that. So hopefully that makes sense. So guess what? If you're a little nervous, you're a little worried, what, you know what? How much you want more in your job? Just see it as if it's already done. Giving thanks as if it's already done. And just focus on that. And that is prayer. That is the creative power of God. That is faith. It will rise up naturally. And exactly what you picture in your mind will come to pass in ways you don't know how. Amen? Hope that helps, guys. God bless you. We'll see you soon.